the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said, You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be children of your Father in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on evil and on the good, and sends rain on the righteous and on the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the one God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Our Gospel passage today is the conclusion of the Sermon on the Mount. This is Jesus' debut sermon to his followers, not just the 12 disciples, but to the other crowds of people who were following his every move. So, before he even gets to the groundbreaking roads, to the groundbreaking words we have heard today in our gospel, such words telling us to let someone slap us on the left cheek if they slap us on the right cheek, this sermon from the beginning includes the following words. Jesus blesses the poor in spirit, those who mourn, the meek, those desiring righteousness, the merciful, the pure in heart, the peacemakers, the people who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness. He reminds his followers how effective they are by calling them salt of the earth and lights of the world. Jesus then admonishes them to not break the commandments because the commandments did not go away. He reminds them how they should be treating each other and showing respect for one another. So much so that they should get rid of parts of their body rather than disrespecting a brother or sister by causing them to sin. And Jesus also tells his followers to be generous with what they have not refusing anyone who asks to borrow something. And that, that brings us to the portion of this chapter that encompasses our gospel reading today. I mean, after all the previous words, how could the crowd stand any more from Jesus? I often have wondered if he lost half of his followers by that point. What does it mean to you when you hear that you should love your enemies? Does it mean loving someone who you just had an argument with? A person of another political party? Or a political candidate? Or people from specific ethnic groups? Or those whom you deem to be terrorists? And the list could go on. Who is your enemy? Who is Christ talking about when he is saying to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you? Sometimes it's a supervisor at work, and sometimes it's a faceless person who has been labeled immigrant. Regardless of who comes to mind when you hear this passage of scripture, Jesus is saying, love your enemy. And pray for those who are getting on your last nerve, or those who you think are threatening your freedom, or those who are passing policies that you do not agree with. This is hard stuff, 
I think for years these words, these were mere words to me. I mean, it's the Sermon on the Mount. And depending on the translation, it can sound rather poetic. But when the rubber really meets the road, yes, we are being compelled, even called by our Lord Jesus Christ, to love those people whom we find distasteful, even frightening. Jesus emphasizes that it is easy to love those who love us in return, but true discipleship requires extending love to those who may harm or mistreat us. And by doing so, Jesus is teaching his followers to exhibit a love that imitates the never-ending love of God. It's easy to love the people you like, it is much harder and much more important to love the people you don't. It is easier to hate someone when you think of them as enemy or other or alien or a movement or faction or party. It is much harder to hate someone when you think of them as daughter or father or hurting or created in the image of God. We become more like God when we extend mercy, forgiveness, and love without discrimination. Many of you remember the tragedy which occurred at the Mother Emanuel African American Episcopal Church in Charleston, South Carolina in June of 2015, where a mass shooting was carried out by a man who considered himself a white supremacist killing nine church members, including the pastor. Just to give you a bit of history of the Mother Emanuel Church, this church was established by black enslaved people pursuing their God-given right to equality and the ability to worship freely. In 1818, white officials retaliated by raiding the church, arresting 140 members of the congregation, and subjecting them to fines and lashes. The church was raided on two other occasions in 1820 and 1821. The pattern of harassment became even more brutal when in 1822, townspeople burned the church down and executed 35 men, including church founder Denmark Vesey, for their involvement in the slave revolt. In the slave revolt plot, I should say. The congregation rebuilt the church following the Civil War, and the current building was constricted, was constructed in 1891. A very dramatic example of forgiving one's enemy came at the initial hearing for then-suspect Dylan Roof, which was televised, and the judge allowed the victim's families to speak. Nadine Collier's mother, Ethel Lance, was killed. Nadine said, I will never talk to her ever again. I will never be able to hold her again, but I forgive you and have mercy on your soul. It's not that the congregants at Mother Emanuel Church are perfect, but they are living into their God-given calling. They are continuing to grow into the grace which has been granted to them through following Jesus Christ. On the front page of this church's website, it reads, Here at Mother Emmanuel AME, we know that everyone has a story. 
The beauty of the gospel is that no matter what your life story is, Jesus has come to redeem it and give it another ending. That's why we proclaim that we cannot stop speaking about what we have seen and what we have heard. The very last verse in our gospel reading says, be perfect therefore as your father, as your heavenly father is perfect. This is not about being mistake free, but it's about motivation. Christian perfection is about living through the lens of love. Our gospel reading today challenges believers to embrace a radical form of love that extends beyond cultural boundaries. Jesus' teachings prompts us to love even those who oppose us, enabling us to embody the love of God and contribute to a more compassionate and reconciled world. As theologian Howard Thurman wrote, we wait, our Father, until at last something of thy strength becomes our strength, something of thy heart becomes our heart, something of thy forgiveness becomes our forgiveness. We wait, O oh God, we wait. <laughs>